and it, it, it can be very small. It can be very large and it just shifts your perspective. And the more that I did it, the more of a snowball it created. I just noticed that my happiness started to increase with no financial up or down. The happiness started going up and I was like, damn, this is the first time I've really moved the needle just doing this one simple action. So yeah, it's, it's extremely important to us without a doubt. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shattered the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan here. Really excited for today's episode. We've got a couple of really cool people that are about to hop on the show and really drop some huge insights. And, you know, it's, it's really going to be applicable to business, but also to life. That That's all I'll say right now. But uh, before we dive into things, just, you know, quick house cleaning. Today's sponsor is my own product, the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Uh, I've been stalling. I keep trying to say that um, I'm going to have some news about my new YouTube channel, which is in support of the book, but I know we're in crazy times right now. That's delayed things. So in the meantime, I will just bring up the book instead. And of course, use this opportunity to thank everyone that's you know written in with positive feedback into email, but also has left some wonderful Amazon reviews and really just been really receptive to the book. I am really grateful and really appreciative of, of all of it. So just a quick thank you about that. But uh that part being said, I really don't want to waste any time here. So I'm going to switch mics and we're going to talk to our guests for today. Okay, today we're talking with Matt and Jenna Lane. Both are registered nurses and Matt's also a personal trainer and behavior change specialist. Together they run Matt Lane Fitness and host the Better Than Yesterday Everyday podcast, where they cover anything and everything related to behavior change for increasing your long-term wellness and happiness. Although no topic for self-improvement is really off limits on the show. I'm sure they both got a lot of value that they want to add today and I am excited to hear what they have to say. So... Without any further ado, Shatter the Mold warmly welcomes Matt and Jenna Lane. Matt and Jenna, thank you both for being here, and welcome to Shatter the Mold. It's a hell of an entrance. Thank you, good sir. We're very happy to be here. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, letting us be in your audience's ear, and, uh, and I. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you for having um, us. I, I'm, I'm so grateful to have you here. And um, by the way, I hope to remember to swing back around that I want to talk about gratitude because I did notice in one of your episodes that you highlight that. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But what I wanted to start off with first was just the, um, the focus on your podcast about behavior change. And um, to me, that's really fascinating. Obviously, there's so much value there, especially when it comes to fitness. I'm curious, like, where does that come into play with how you are reaching people with your content? Now, when you say where does it come into play, do you mean where did that come from or how am I applying that? Um, well, actually both, but I guess the first part is like how you're applying it, like what angle that you guys are taking that you're trying to make something happen through your content for people, I guess, in the fitness space or or any space that you're covering. Sure. Um, so like you said uh, at the top of the show, you know, we, we're both registered nurses together. We have, what is it, over 20 years now Mm -hmm. in healthcare. Um, and the farther that I got into healthcare, I just wanted to become a nurse in the ICU. If I could do that, that was the pinnacle. That was going to be it. Um, 
I got there and realized that I could do more as a personal trainer than I could as a nurse. Not to say that I don't have room as a nurse, but um, content creation and uh, through these mediums, I knew that I could impact people more and I could help them be proactive. The, you know, I've been into fitness wellness for 11 years on my own, started a company in 2017. And I realized very quickly that anything that I've ever quote unquote succeeded in or anything that I've sort of gone after every single time, it is always, 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 always boiled down to behavior change. If I failed at something then I knew I had to change something, but had I not realized that I had to change something, I couldn't have fixed it. And I, I feel that because of the behavior change, because of the realization of, damn, what do I need to go learn or what do I need to fix about myself or what do I need to work on or what do I need to accept about myself, that lets me sort of accomplish that. So I say all that to say that the fitness realm is fantastic, but it also has its dark places, I think. I think there's a lot of, a lot of vanity and there's not much – I take that back. I don't think there's enough conversation about the – the behavior change piece of it. And again, at the end of the day, I feel that that is the majority of people and how they get to where they want to go. And especially, you know, your show is all about entrepreneurs. Um, I think that's very evident for them as well. So that was a long, long answer to, to answer your short question. No, no, it's, <laughs> I appreciate it. And it, I guess it's so interesting because, you know, when you think about it, that's really the hard part. It's the behavior change where, you know, you want someone needs to get in a habit if they're going to be like working on their body, because honestly, anybody can work out for three days. I mean, some, mm -hmm. you know, they might not be really good at it, but anyone can do it. Yeah. It's that that part like and I guess there's like this critical switch that gets flipped where they're finally in that habit where things yeah. are actually coming together, especially with the fact that and I'm, I'm sure you guys would attest to this the physical results. You won't even visually see those for a couple of weeks for the most part in mm -hmm. in most cases. So I have somebody I've been working with, um, a client that we've been working together for three months and it's taken this long for that person to get around to start the, the physical training piece. Mentally, this person wasn't here now mentally they're ready. So they will be able to go longer than three days, three weeks, three months. Um, so yeah, you're a thousand percent right. I think especially when it comes to your body, cause everybody wants, everybody wants to look good naked. Patience is a killer. For a lot of people mm -hmm. that, I mean, it's been two weeks, Matt. Why am I not seeing results? It takes a long time. How long did it take you to get to where you're at now? Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm curious, like when you start off with people, is there like a conversation that you have saying like, we're taking this, like, this isn't just about the physical, we are changing behavior. Like, do you kind of set that as a, a foundation for them? That's the precedent. And I've actually turned people away. I've, I've told them, Hey, no, no, no shade at all, but I know a few people that can help you. Um, I'm just not your guy. So without mm -hmm. a doubt, I go into it telling them if, if you're not here for the behavior change piece that I'm probably not your guy. I'm definitely not your guy, uh, for, you know, bodybuilding competition and stuff like that. When it comes to just only the vanity piece, I just can't get into it because I am not, that's not where, that's not where it is for me. That's not where I lie with that passion piece. And, us bo both being in healthcare, I have such a deep-rooted reason behind it of 80% of the patients that I would see in the ICU setting, it was all self-induced issues. And mm. a lot of it was behind what they were doing in their life, what they had done up until that. And it was very changeable on them. 
you know? Uh, so it's just, I feel like I've been very fortunate to have a lot of experience in healthcare and in fitness to see a big, big connect that I, I can make. And I feel like I was, I feel like I was given this sort of message and I'm just this vessel to, to pass it on as woo woo, as woo woo as that sounds. <laughs> hey, we, we do woo woo every so often, right? That's right just kind of how it goes. Um, so call me on this one. Cause I don't know if this is going to be like a fair question because it's so generalized, but you know, for people listening out there right now, like, is there any like top piece of advice that you might share with people or you tend to share with people when they are looking for a behavior change, like what can get them to make a shift or a change that they need to? No, it's a, that's not general at all. I think that's a very important question. I think that you can take it general, but I think the, the very first thing is you have to figure out what is it that you're trying to do? Why is it that you're trying to do it? Why, 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 why? I'll ask a lot of people, all right, what's, what's your, what's your goal or what are you trying to achieve with this? I want to lose some weight. Well, give me something specific. Like I want to lose 15 pounds by, you know, this coming June because I have this wedding, this wedding dress I need to fit into. And then I'll say, why is it because you're very insecure and it's, it's this weight loss that you truly need to lose? Or, you know, are there other pieces behind that? And I am not a psychologist. I'm not an LCSW by any means. Um, I do have a behavioral change specialist, which is basically a subcategory of a personal trainer. Um, but a lot of people, they don't have a strong why. And I have, we get the question very often of, you know, how do you stay motivated? Well, if you have a true reason as to why you're going to do something, you don't need motiv- motivational videos. Not that motivational videos are bad. I think that they can be a kickstart and get you going up in the morning. But if you have a real burning reason why, I mean, you're going to keep going. Right. You know, I love that answer because it applies to so many things beyond fitness. And I also think sometimes, you know, it's really good to ask people that are why, because oftentimes they're not cognizant of what it really is. Correct. They're, They're just they're following a thread. They're following maybe a socially conditioned reason or they're following, like like you said, like the surface level, when the real why is just one, two, maybe three levels deeper than that, yep. which is obviously really important that you reach that because without that, you're not going to last more than three days. You're not going to last more than three weeks. You're not going to last anywhere without actually that piece and having that in front of you and forefront at the center of your mind the whole time. A thousand percent. And everybody has their own, as corny as this is going to sound, everybody has their own journey and their own laundry list of things behind them that have sort of put them to where they are today. Uh, I was speaking with someone that told me, you know, you know, I can't really stick to a diet. And I'm not a big fan of even the word diet. I feel like the word diet has a negative connotation tied to it. I feel that using the word nutrition is just those slow little pieces that, you know, even in your vocabulary changes things. But, um, you know, this person had a really rough history with their family, you know, clean your plate, make sure you clean your plate. And that's what it was. It was this deep seated issue of, well, I have to clean my plate. That's what my parents said. And as this person became an adult, that's just what they did. They would eat out of boredom. So there's just, there's so many things that are deep seated that I think we don't realize. And, you know, I'm still discovering things about myself. The content we put out, I feel is, you know, two types of content. It's this educational piece that we have learned and this documentation piece that we are learning. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And it's funny, like before we were talking here, um, I was, we'll get into how I'm aware of you guys, but you know, I kind of like said, Hey, like, you know, Matt's this type of personality and Jen is this personality type. Yep. And Jen, obviously I said, you're like really laid back. And here we are, even in, in this moment, you're just like chilling and, and kind of like yeah. laying back. 
I wanted to throw you in the mixer. I wanted to ask you because like as it pertains to like Matt Lane Fitness, obviously you've got metal, medical expertise the way Matt does. But in terms of the business, are you on the business end of things or do you also get in the mix of the, the service part for the people that, that hire you guys? I'm really just in the background. She's a pretty face and a content creator. I'm, I'm just here. <laughs> Really, uh, I think my participation in the business is pretty well summed up in my participation in this conversation so far. <laughs> well, it's there's a lot of things that she is off of camera, off of the mic, and there was a point where she wasn't even a creator. This our podcast wasn't started, you know, really until she was like, "Yeah, I think I would want to do that," and we're now co-hosts on it. Beforehand, it was just me, you know, running around with a camera and making videos about fitness, wellness stuff. So you have absolutely benefited the content so much by having that different laid back perspective because everybody expects you know matt this fitness douchebag to be like yeah i love broccoli and bicep curls it's great but when you have a different um when you have a different vantage point and not only that but a woman's vantage point it makes it much more dynamic so i think you've done a fantastic job at it so don't don't downplay yourself like that i mean i don't have the licensing and the expertise that matt does but i have the experience of my own journey um, mentally and physically. And that's where I speak from is just really my own experience and my own journey. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Well, I mean, it's kind of funny and you're, you're not exactly fire and ice, but you're, there's, there's a definitely a, a dichotomy there and yeah. you can feel it. And, um, that kind of brings me to how I discovered you guys, you guys, it's so interesting because you're doing the podcast, you're doing Matt Lane fitness, but like you're all over. Like I found you on this channel with Holden Hardman, yep. which I guess is a friend of yours. Yep. And you guys have this thing where it's like fitting in with your personality, Matt, like you, you've got to be one over. Yep. You're not like that Marvel DC kind of guy and you're not into like the usual Hollywood bullshit, really. You That's, know, me. Like, yeah. That's that. just never been me. And it looks like Holden kind of made it his own personal mission to kind of like, you know, convert you. It's like, if I can convert Matt, I can make something happen. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Holden Hardman. He is a, he's a local YouTuber here that I found and I, I just saw him on YouTube, realized he was local, hunted him down. And luckily he let me be in one of his videos and we've collaborated ever since, which has been about two and a half, two and a half years now mm-hmm. of collaborating. And he has a pretty successful little series on his channel that's all about, me and our friends watching, uh, like the first video was me watching all eight Star Warses for the first time. I had never seen it, and I didn't like it, and I still don't like it. And I got a lot of flack for that. Um, but yeah, it's been very, very, very interesting to to do that and to go into other realms. And I'll be honest with you that in the beginning, when I started doing sort of this spinoff piece on my channel. From those videos, I questioned, is this the right thing to do? But I realized the more that I'm able to be in his videos, the more that I'm able to understand this culture piece that is behind Star Wars and Marvel and Batman and all this stuff that I (laughs) have never really been interested in, it helps me speak another language. It allows me to connect with other people. So they see this guy that they hate that, you know, doesn't like Star Wars, but it, it brings them to the channel, hopefully. And they're like, oh my gosh. This guy actually has something to say. So the way I've looked at it is I'm willing to be open-minded to listen to what else is out there so that hopefully one day I can impact somebody with something that I say. Yeah, I I love hearing that because it's kind of like – and you didn't say it this way, and now I'm, I'm at this point I'm putting words in your mouth, but it's almost like 
that is another process that you chose to engage in so that when you're doing the fitness and you're putting someone through a process, you could make a Darth Vader reference that's going to land with them because you assess by how they are and who they are. Yep. That's going to get, that's going to hook them over. No. And that, that those are perfect words. Uh, those are perfect words. I mean, and yeah, like, and I know anybody out there that sort of might've just heard that and takes it out of context. It might not sound that impactful, but you're a thousand percent right. It's a piece of culture. It's a piece of someone's life. And I've learned how much these movies really mean to people. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it can make a big impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Jenna, you were going to say something. Well, we've attracted uh, quite a bit of a younger audience with all the movies that we've done with Holden, all the videos. Um, and I think even just subtly, um, the behavior change from our channel, you know, the behind the scenes videos of, you know, that's something that our younger audience can very easily do um, yeah. as far as, you know, having friends over, having conversation after a movie, you know, eating good food, but healthier food, um, like our workout videos with Holden out in the garage you know, we're not paying for a gym membership. It's something that, you know, we're just having fun with our friends and also being active. And uh, I think that's relatable on some level to just about everybody. Yeah, and, yeah I'll, for sure. and I'll be honest with you that, you know, when I started this company, when I started what this thing is, that I didn't have that clear, clear vision of it's going to be behavior change. And it wasn't until maybe a year ago that I sort of narrowed it down to behavior change. And, you know, I'm and your audience, from what I understand, they are entrepreneurs. Is that correct? Many of them are, yes. Yeah. So I've never actually considered myself an entrepreneur just because I, I mean, I just sort of stumble through this and, you know, a few things are finally working after about three and a half years. But um, I realized, you know, niche down, niche down, niche down. You hear it all the time. And I didn't want to niche down for the sake of niching down. So when I when I looked really inward to figure out, well what is it that's worked for me? And, you know, I, I feel like you observe and report what's worked for you. And that's, that's sort of how that came. So if you're out there and you're considering doing something, if you're attempting something, and if you haven't quite narrowed it down, give it time and be patient because it, it took me a long time and I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm still a baby. I'm still barely walking. So it takes time. Yeah. And the interesting thing is it, it often, it evolves. It doesn't evolve until you start it. It can't mm-hmm. evolve until you start it. Yep. Yep. So I'm going to I'm going to spring a question on you because you're obviously very entrepreneurial as well. Entrepreneurial as well writing a book and all that. How difficult was it for you to write a book? Uh so for me it wasn't I have a, a very unique mindset. It's kind of funny um because the book that you're aware of, uh the last law of attraction book you want to read to read, that's the most recent one. That took me nine and a half weeks to write and it's like 200 pages. Wow. I did one before that called it doesn't matter what you're selling for sales and marketing. That was 160 pages, but that only took me like five weeks. And I say nine and a half weeks and I say five weeks okay. because my process is I over, I over um, research and I, I put pools of notes okay. and then I edit. So I don't write a book. I kind of edit a book. Okay. I first think it's a huge hodgepodge. So for me, it's easy only a sense that my process happens to work specifically for me. Okay. Where I think my process, other people it might drive them crazy, or they might even pull it off even easier. But um, I had the advantage of both also because I was so interested and so enthralled and so into both topics yeah. 
for years. There I mean, I go. knew about the law of attraction since 2005. Okay. So when you're talking like over 10, over a decade of knowing it and trying and failing and getting the bumps and bruises, yeah. what, what I, and this like, I'll toot my own horn. I think that I am good at articulating any struggle that I've personally gone through in a way that other people can relate to it. That's, and that's, I think that's huge. I think that's huge. Yeah. yeah and I, anyway, you said, you know, starting, you basically just said start. And I, I yes. you know, I've never written a book. I've written a handful of things, but never a book. So, and I think that, you know, when it comes to starting, holy hell, a book, I feel like that's something that you absolutely just have to start because you can only think so much on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I'm sure you guys agree where like, sometimes you just got to like ha- find a hack to give someone a reason to in. Yeah. Like for someone that hasn't written a book <clears throat> and they don't know where to begin, they don't know what to do. And someone, I mean, to, to pay you, you a compliment, I mean, you're very articulate and you're very thoughtful. I could picture you, if you're uncomfortable, putting down record, recorder, hit the record button, speaking for three hours, yeah. getting it transcribed. And then you have like this book of info that could then just be edited. Like there's ways of doing it that don't mean you have to sit through the laptop and come up with it on the fly okay. if that's not a natural thing that you do mm-hmm. regularly. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And I, yeah. I think we have a little bit more to talk about off of here as well. So yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, by, by the way, I mean, and I, I kind of like, I'm very transparent with my audience so people can hear me saying this. Like if you want to do a book and you want to talk about it, man, I am there for you. I like we can that. have a really long conversation, including what the process might be for self-publishing. And I use Amazon because it's it's easier than people think, but there's also twists and turns where sure. if you don't know 10 or 20 things, yeah, it just makes your life harder. So yeah. it's best just to know the 10 or 20 things up front. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you know, bank, bank that in the back of your mind if, whenever you want that. to talk to me about that. I appreciate please. that. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to hijack that moment, but I just uh, – no. I've got ADD and i got to run with it sometimes, so go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, also the full disclosure for my audience before we jumped into the hit the record button, we were like saying like, how's this going to go? And it's like, it's conversational. So like there's no such thing as going off book with me. Like Perfect. we go through something. And by the way, like when you asked me that question, not only was I answering to address it, but my brain is also simultaneously saying – how can I answer this in a way that will hopefully also be serving the audience? Yeah. Like I'm always thinking in, in all those different ways. Well, if that's um, how you think, then you have a damn good podcast, which I have heard it. And I, I think you, yeah. I think you have a really good thing going, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because one thing I'm trying to achieve with, with the podcast and, you know, I'm sure I'll get there eventually is keeping on the, like the Holden Hardman topic is this, I find what, what's interesting with you guys is like, I've seen all the Marvel movies and I'm a busy, busy guy, and yet yeah. I find myself looking forward to and every so often checking on the channel, like, <laughs> when's the new video with Matt and Jenna and Holden where they're just going to rip apart a thing? And it's so cool because, again, like, as someone who's busy and has already seen the movies, yeah, what is it about it? Well, it's about your guys' reaction. It's and true. I think there's a psychology in there. Where, not that you or Holden were doing this on, on purpose, but I think the fact that you're – you know, you say people like give you shit or that they're mad at you. Right. You're not the villain, but it's almost like certain people are viewing you as the villain. Absolutely. So so you're like a foil to get past. Yeah. And you know, it's like people want to see like, is this the movie where we're finally going to win over Matt? So it's kind of like, it's a mission. And yeah, (laughs) you're a thousand percent right. And, um, you know, to give context to the audience, you know, we've been doing this for six, eight months now. And Holden and I have sort of talked about it of like, this is fantastic that they're still watching this. So he had the, the first one, Star Wars, was 
it's actually done the best. It's his first video to hit a million views, and his channel has since exploded since we started this. But you're right. And in the Star Wars video, it was it was sort of set up differently than how we're doing it now. In the beginning, it was much more like, all right, he watched it. This is sort of his response. Now it's turned into, you know, most of the video is us talking about it and showing the actual reactions during the movie. And you're right that, I mean, I literally had people wishing me death, like, please kill this wow. guy in the Star Wars videos. And now, now they have come and they're come, they've come to our channel. They're supporting us on Patreon. They're listening to the podcast. And you're a thousand percent right that there's like this, this piece that they see that they want to sort of convert. Um, some people have been unbelievably receptive to my my critiques of like, while I respect it, this thing I wasn't crazy about, and it's because I think I explain why. Some people are like, screw you, you don't like it, you're an ass. Like, <laughs> and mm. you know, I have empathy for both. But you're right, there's something about it that I think it's because it's rooted in what all of these people love the movie. Almost all of these people love the movie. And some people have actually felt kind of like almost attacked. And some people have been like, yes, he loves it. He loves a piece of my nostalgia. He loves a piece of what, you know, made me. So you're right. It's been a very interesting psychology to hear the different things and just to see the absolute backlash sometimes. Yeah. yeah well, it's, it's actually, it really speaks to the fact that people take things so personally. And yeah. it's such an important marketing lesson and a, an important life lesson. I'm, I'm kind of, disappointed to hear that people are wishing you death I, I, like, <laughs> not what? anymore not anymore really that was really only in star wars yeah it was it. really only in star <laughs> wars so those, i guess fans they're, they're just hardcore as it comes like they're more hardcore than the marvel yes yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> you're right there's there's because like well this is a whole nother topic and this will take us another hour but there's um there's a lot of drama that's gone around with like the star wars like that i I, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but right. I'm peripherally like I saw the movies when I was a kid and sure. I, I'm aware of it. So I, I kind of see like a lot of the drama going on with that. So that's I think that's kind of mixed in where they're feeling attacked to begin with. And yeah. just to kind of throw that there, I'm, I'm sure Holden might hear this. I think Holden's awesome. But um, the one thing that I was kind of like um, disappointed in him for, I'm like, don't oversell Civil War to Matt and don't <laughs> don't give it. <laughs> And don't give it to him on the end of a double header. It's got to be its own night because I'm, I kind of feel like the movie, which that was my favorite movie. I feel like it got shortchanged because of the circumstances for you. Like, not that you refused to give it a fair shot, but you did not have the ideal environment and circumstances to give it a fair shot. Civil War? Uh, of, uh, I'm sorry. Did I say so? I meant Will, uh, Winter, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. No, yeah. no, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's a, that's the best movie, and I and I th- I caught myself like reacting. I'm like, oh my god, this is why the channel is getting so many subscribers and people love it because, <laughs> like, what do I care if either of you really like it? But for some reason, there's like an, an emotional investment there. Like, just want yep. you to be one over. And we've asked that too. Like in some of the intros and some of uh, some of those videos, we're like, well, you guys keep coming back, so we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna keep doing it for as long as people as people people watch. But yeah, it is very interesting. It's been very very interesting. This is not something that we had planned or expected. We had mm. made ten ten more videos after we made the first one, the Star Wars video. Like we made it and just moved on. And then, you know, around Christmas time, it sort of blew up. So it's been interesting. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, <laughs> so I can talk for a half hour about that. But I, I wanted <laughs> to um, make sure to circle around back something else. First of all, where you guys are filming that? Is that in your place or Holden's place? We have done a few at his place, but the majority has been at our place. Yeah. 
see, I assume that because I noticed in one of the part of one of the podcasts that you did, you went to a, you went made a special point of bringing gratitude in the mix. Yeah. And then I noticed, I think it was the like last video, like in the background, it says like grateful, blessed, thankful. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not in that order. Yep. I'm like, oh, that that's got to be uh, it's got to be Matt and Jenna. Yeah. And I want to bring that up because obviously it sounds to me like whether it's one or both of you, gratitude seems like it's a really important theme in your lives. And yeah. I just wanted to like throw that back at you. Like, is it both of you? And and if so, like what, what brought gratitude to like the forefront of your awareness that you realize how valuable it is? Go ahead. I'll let you speak. Um, I think it was Matt for sure that started with the gratitude and really um, trying to find the gratitude in, in every situation. And um, it bled over to me and I'm, I'm glad that it did. We actually had that sign specially made. It's in gigantic form uh even though it's kind of an overdone saying um it's so true too yeah um that we are thankful and we are grateful and it's because we're blessed yeah. and it's really just your perspective on the situation you could go through uh, the same situation and either have a bad experience or a good experience and it's really what you're focused on um, and that's really helped with my mental health for sure and i am grateful and thankful <laughs> that yeah. Matt started uh, down that journey of, of really focusing on gratitude. There was a point where I, I grew up in a family that a lot of them are just fair, fairly pessimistic. No shade towards my family, but it is what it is. And I never understood it growing up. And as I became an adult and I just, I don't know, there was a point where I realized, man, I'm just always down, man, I'm always sad, man, I'm always not happy and whatever. And you know, it wasn't until after I sort of started this business and had a lot of realizations when it came to money of, you know, I think I sort of went down that very typical road of chase the dollar. You're ultimately chasing happiness, which is couldn't be any further, th couldn't be any further from the truth. And once I was sort of able to settle in with that and realize like, all right, you know what? Instead of just thinking about what I'm constantly not having or constantly chasing or whatever, what am I very grateful for right now? What's good about right now? Because you hear that crap all the time of like, stop and smell the roses and, you know, appreciate what you have. But how do you actually do that? What's the action steps to do that? And I just very consciously was like, you know what? What am I very grateful for? And it, it, it can be very small. It can be very large. And it just shifts your perspective. And the more that I did it, the more of a snowball it created. I just noticed that my happiness started to increase with no financial up or down, the happiness started going up. And I was like, damn, this is the first time I've really moved the needle just doing this one simple action. So, yeah, it's it's extremely important to us without a doubt. Cool. So, I mean, if I'm understanding you right, it doesn't sound like someone sat you down or someone put a book in your hand or anything. It's just like it came to you, it sounds like. This is this realization. Yeah, I mean, a piece of me wants to say that there's, you know, I, Maybe I just stumbled stumbled into it the correct way for me mm. because I'm damn sure not the first person to be like, you know, be grateful for what you got. But maybe just for me, it was the perfect storm of whatever culmination that I had going on in that in that moment. I know that I started journaling and when I really, really started journaling and putting it on paper, making sure that I wrote, you know, three things down every single day that I was grateful for. That's when it really changed. So, yeah, maybe maybe it was a journaling piece. You're right. Hmm. Is this part of what you do when you're working with people in, in Matt Lane Fitness? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Uh, it's 
I, I try to meet people where they are. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of tools that you can have in your toolbox. Some work for some people, some don't for some people. And I go through seasons where I journal a lot. And I used to be really difficult on myself about, or really hard on myself, like, you're not journaling. Like, damn it, why not? Well, I, I feel like it's a tool. And when you really, really feel like you need it, then that's when it's really good to use. But yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I encourage it if it works cool. for that person. Yeah. And I ask because I, it's funny, even like in, in my, in the latest book, like gratitude is like a third of the strategy in terms of like the methods that I teach. Wow. So whenever I hear someone that has gratitude as, as part of their value system, I always love to ask them about it. I love to ask like, you know, how'd you figure it out? And like, what do you do? What's your process? Is it the same every day? Like that stuff really intrigues me. Yeah. Yep. Without a doubt. Well, I was just going to say, I absolutely hate journaling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I tried it and I see the benefit. I just didn't enjoy it. So I've just taken a specific moment of every morning of when I get to this moment of the morning, it's my turn to just sit down and think about what I'm grateful for and start that mindset for the day. And just doing that has, you know, changed my outlook on every day. Yeah, and you know, like, you know, journaling and I feel like you hear those things of like, what did the most 50 influential people of all time do? You know, they woke up at 430 and they journaled and they had keto coffee or what the hell ever. Like, (laughs) I I really don't feel that it should, like, you should put your, put this pressure on yourself for that. I hear a lot of people talk about all the time, like, man, I really need to be doing those things. And like you said, Jenna, like, figuring out how it works for you is what it should be, not how it worked for Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to hear you say that. It's, it's interesting. I had, um, I had made a friends with someone about five years ago at this point and some point, probably in the last three years, we kind of like struck this deal where we were going to text each other, like gratitude, like back and forth, like hold each other accountable. Very nice. Or we were just going to like do something. And part of it was like writing things out and I would find that my hand would cramp up. So even though I enjoyed it, I kind of like, it was annoying and it's evolved. And now it's the point where every single day we, we, you know, iPhones make it easy. We just record something on our iPhone and send that via text. Very nice. So I took the friction out of it, but we still keep the process and the routine going. See, and that's like, that's perfect because you figured out the way for you. That's damn man. Good on you. Yeah, man. Thanks. Yeah. And that's, it, that's really what it comes down to other people for, I think for everybody, I think whenever we run into a certain frustration or a certain obstacle, there is, um, it's kind of like, you know, you either like get in or you push out, but it doesn't have to be either one. It also could be a change. Maybe you're like diving into something else. It doesn't have to be either or. You're exactly right. You're, I think you're a thousand percent right. Awesome. And Jenna's nodding. She's just like, <laughs> yep, I'm with it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, so just uh, following the start a little bit, you know, again, I heard this first on the podcast, like that, what you guys are doing there, is there a specific direction that you're, that you're trying to take with it? Or is it still in that, that zone where you're trying to get like, even like guests on an eclectic level and not really sure where you want to go with it yet. You know, I mean, the direction of everything that we are doing, uh, sure. I mean, you know, achieving this financial freedom piece, uh, happiness at the forefront, you know, I mean, 
if if I wake up in five years from now and for some reason I hated doing this, I wouldn't continue to do it just because it was successful. I have to continue mm. to chase that happiness piece. However, this does make me extremely happy. I mean, this is the happiest I've ever been in my entire life, not just because of the content, but it's a culmination of my wife, Jenna, and everything that is going on. But yeah, you know, I feel like we've been in a really good rhythm with the podcast. It's grown a lot. We've been doing it for a little over a year now. And the thing that I the thing that I am working on is really the next episode. And is it benefiting the audience? As corny as that may sound, but we've had all all walks of life. We've had a veterinarian, we've had a uh, a rapper, we've had you know, very entrepreneurial type person. We've had a, mm-hmm. our financial advisor on. We've had somebody on that had no idea what he wanted to do with his life. We've had, um, we just had a person on that was extremely spiritual. You definitely don't have to be, you know, crazy intelligent. You definitely don't have to have achieved some, achieved some sort of monetary value. Really, for anybody that has sort of figured some sort of behavior change piece out for them that was sort of a light bulb piece, that's who we have on. So it's definitely not fitness people, wellness people exclusively. Now we have had a power lifter on and, you know, uh, another personal trainer. So it all walks of life really. And that's, that's what I think is so cool is that they tell you to niche down, niche down, niche down. But I feel like people that are in like their correct zone, all of them are chasing happiness. And I know mm-hmm. that there's some sort of behavior change piece that I can pull out of them once we get to talking. Mm-hmm. I think I answered the question. <laughs> yeah, well, and just to add on to that, like, I think we both know that not every episode is going to resonate with all of our listeners, and that's okay, um, because happiness and wellness and fitness doesn't fit in a box. Correct. doesn't fit in the same box for everybody. So, you know, something might resonate with one person and, and, and not with another, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, our audience isn't for a, a specific niche, it's, you know, it's for everybody to, to get something beneficial from. Yeah. And I think that's, what's been so great about having different walks of life on, you know, I mean, it might just simply be the way somebody's voice resonates with somebody, you know, in their speakers. I mean, it could be that, that they're able to sort of hone in. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's interesting hearing you say that. Cause I know for like my podcast, I also try to niche down in, in a certain extent, but also I try to leave a, a flexibility yeah. really just, well, one, because it makes it easier to book guests because you're not stuck in one zone. Exactly. But two, it's like, for all I know, this conversation might strike a chord in a certain way that attracts more guests or Correct. that gets requests for certain content yep. or like, who knows? And like, you're not going to find out unless you do it. And, you know, I mean, I know it's, this is already a good episode anyway. So the fact that the episodes themselves are already quality, leaving that other piece open, it's just like, it's always like a win-win for me. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you, you do a very good job at carrying it. And, you know, I mean, not everybody can do that. Not everybody can sort of lead a show. Um, so you do a damn good job at it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, so I'm trying to think like we've, we've covered like pretty much like all the things I, I wanted to, uh, to check in with you, but I was curious, like who came up with the name for the podcast? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, that better than yesterday, every day, although it's a little long, it, I, if you cut one word from that, I feel like it takes away from it and it, you need every single word of it. But that was sort of born out of my actual fitness journey of vanity and how I started lifting 
seriously lifting weights after I was uh, quote unquote attacked in a parking lot. I wasn't physically harmed, but me and this guy squared up in a parking lot, and I realized very quickly he could have killed the hell out could have killed the hell out of me. And um, mm-hmm. and I got in the gym the very next day, and eventually my brain just started to change. And it was. Um, at first it was my body and then my brain changed later. But during that body piece changing, there was this toxicity point where I was like, I'm not big enough. I'm not lean enough. I'm not enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not this enough. And I just realized I was like, well, I'm not going to stop doing this because it does so much good for me. So if I just focus on becoming better, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get better. (laughs) Like if, if the focus is only just being better than yesterday, I mean, you're going to level up, you're going to progress, you're going to get to where you want to be. And it's just been so evident, uh, you know, the, the, the farther I went in healthcare, you know, I, I started accomplishing more and more when I realized just focus on being better and not perfect Mm -hmm. because perfection is bullshit. I think, Mm -hmm. I think too many people focus on that for why, for why. And, um, yeah, that's that's how that came about, and this becomes like a really constricting um, standard. Yeah, like if you're mm-hmm. if, if perfection is the only thing you've got available to you, you're just going to quit. Yeah, mm-hmm. without a doubt, and it's I don't know. I've, I, perfection is just I'm not interested in perfection. You know, there's eighty percent of something that you've put every bit of yourself in that gets complete as compared to a hundred percent of something that never got done. I don't give a damn about that. You know, mm-hmm. I, w- I would rather have that 80% uh, and have it done. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. I love that. And um, just, you know, I'm curious, you said um, first your body changed and then your brain changed. When you say that, do you mean like your mind and your attitude or do you mean your brain chemistry that you were in a better mood overall? So I, f- I feel like most people need to start with their brain. Yes. But I think that it can be the opposite. For me, it was the opposite. For me, it was uh, sort of a life or death situation. I just needed to get bigger to protect myself. And as I saw my body change, I was like, damn. I was actually able to do this myself. And that expanded my horizon and what I thought I could do in every aspect of my life. That sounds so broad. That sounds so woo-woo. But it's so true that, like, I never thought that I could do X. But, damn, I never expected my body to change like this. I never expected to, to gain, you know, 30 pounds of muscle in about a about a year. Well, I take that back. It wasn't all muscle. 30 pounds in a year because wow. again for me it was like i was 130 pounds i, I was a and i'm five eight so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real small dude but in about a year i packed on about 30 pounds and i was very happy i was very proud of that but i didn't expect that and um so yeah for me it was the physical part and then it went to the mental part and it was way later that i was like i'm gonna start a business and i'm gonna start this message and um but it, it all of this i wouldn't be talking to you had it not been for that altercation, had it not been for me, you know, changing my body. Yeah. Did I answer the question? My ADD kicked in again. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, well, you addressed it for me, man. That That's, that's, wow. And, and I think a lot of people also, I think there's times where people go through something where, you know, maybe they get their ass kicked or maybe they're just in a situation where they feel threatened. Yeah. But a lot of times, even though the, the feeling of, for lack of a better word, powerlessness never goes away. Yeah. Some people just, they don't step up and do something about it. So yep. they're, they're stuck with it versus what I love hearing in your case, like, no, I'm just going to do something about it because, you know, if, should this ever happen again, 
no matter what, the odds are going to be better in my favor. And while I'm at it, I'm going to have a happier and healthier and really, even though you're probably not thinking this, wealthier life by taking this step. Yep. Dude, I remember for the first eight months of me really getting into the gym and attempting to change my body um, or noticing it, I guess, like I remember just constantly saying, I will be prepared the next time. I will be prepared. Now, luckily, I've grown up and, you know, I, I try not to get into altercations. And I, I, you know, I feel like that's even a growth point there, too, where you're young and dumb and you, you know, you fire back with words. And now, you know, trying to el- elude that situation is, is another piece. But, um, you know, it, I don't know. There was just something about that moment and feeling exposed and being like, there is no one for you to point a finger at right now the accountability has to be 100 percent on yourself for this and and that's what it's taken and that's that's sort of what that's that's 100 percent what i've tried to do moving forward with the rest of my life and that pointing the finger at somebody else and saying they're the reason why i didn't do whatever or get whatever is that's also bullshit like the more accountability take the more the more accountability you take the more power you develop yeah, I, I kind of had this attitude where so, sometimes something really isn't your fault, but it's still your responsibility, yep. meaning mm-hmm. maybe there was like a, a real a dickhead who really screwed you over and they were really wrong to do it. Sure. But, you know, even if it's their fault, you, you're just still the one that's left holding the bag. You're, getting, you're the one that has to do something about it, whether it's right or wrong. You might sure. as well step up. Sure. I yeah. love it. Um, quick question. Sidebar. You guys, how many dogs do you guys have? It's a friggin zoo. You can't hear them snoring, can you? I can. That's why I was asking. Oh man, I'm so sorry. Y'all wake up. No, wake up, wake no, no. Up. It's no, dude. It's it's no problem. I th- well, I think um, I'm, that's really more for the audience. Where to like, what's what's that heavy breathing? It's like, no, it's, a, it's it's dogs. It's not a. <laughs> I don't got anyone snoring next to me. I was you gonna say, have... yeah, we got an uncle. We got an uncle in the other room with sleep apnea. No, yeah. I'm kidding. No, um, it's it's, uh, it's no problem. Now I figured uh, best to bring up because um, the dogs off camera, so people are like, whoa, it's like, whoa. yeah, that's uh, we got three American bulldogs. Uh, they're just gig- uh, they're, they're just big pillows. That's all they are. Mm-hmm. The, those are a really fun breed. Yeah. I I knew I had um, one friend. She had an American bulldog that like lived for 11 or 12 years and this was just like a big mush but it was yep. also just like a beast you could tell yeah. that if somebody got in her way like kind of like the altercation you were describing yeah. the dog would have handled it quick yeah the, the our biggest one's 110 pounds and yeah while oh, he's wow. while he's he's good for zero to 60 and that's about mm. it but that zero to 60 <laughs> you better watch out <laughs> right right <laughs> it's all about framing the distance exactly. right exactly but also, like, I think one of those dogs in particular is, like, one of the stars for, for the Holdman channel where that, it's, like, it's always there. That's always that's also been really strange. And shout out to my mother, actually. She's, uh, she is, she's been, like, you've got to get those dogs in the videos more. And it's been unintentional. But people, you know, people love animals. They really do. Yes. But um, one of them, uh, Lily, she's the, mainly the white dog with, she has the least amount of brindle in her. She's. She watches the TV, so she'll bark at the TV, and she's done that in a handful of the videos. So you're right, she's she's sort of stolen her own spotlight, which I'm totally okay with. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like, a not that you guys had any kind of intention for this, but that actually ra- raises the watchability of the shows. It's it so funny. People care about animals. They care about, you know conquering the mountain that is like Matt's cynicism for lack of, you know, they care <laughs> yeah. about all yeah. this stuff. And um, 
Then they also care about like, well, will Jenna like get get in before uh, they they bring things over to Matt? Like they care about like all these different things because it's all about like these questions, and it all comes down to like regular life and human nature. So. It's it's a wonderful like marketing microcosm, even though you guys didn't intend for it to be that. You're a thousand percent correct in that like it, there's so many nuances that have come from it, and people are now memeing us on a subreddit, which is just weird to us. Uh, but you're <laughs> right; it's it's there. It there's this there's this connection that I think people now have with us, and many people are now saying like, I, Saturday morning is now you know, the videos that y'all put out. So Holden puts out his main video where we've watched something. uh, And then I've done a behind the scenes of that video that goes on my channel. So that was my Mm -hmm. absolutely intentional uh, part to drive traffic to to my channel. But we both post that on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. And some people have actually said, this is like waking up for Saturday morning cartoons, which really resonates with me because as a kid, I did that. And I remember like what a special time that was. And like, that's incredible. That's incredible yeah. to us that, that we mean that much to anybody watching. So we're, we're very grateful for that. I love it. Yeah. Love it. And also, I mean, I'm not sure I'll admit, I haven't checked out like, you know, Matt Lane, Matt Lane fitness, YouTube videos or anything, right. but it's, it's a reminder of like, if there's a way to throw the dog in that increases the watchability subscriber yeah. rate and everything else. Without a doubt. And you know, that's, so as a, as a creator, I've questioned, you know, you know, I, I never, I'm never going to do something just for the views, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but there absolutely is in, intentional and intelligent marketing behind doing certain things without a doubt. I mean, all the content that we have, we wear Matt Lane Fitness gear. We're wearing Matt Lane Fitness gear as we speak. But I never do anything untrue. I wear this. Right. I wear this gear nonstop because it's what I wear. Um, so I think if you're a creator, creator out there, if you're an entrepreneur, you're trying to do that and you're trying to hone that audience, be true to you. But you know, there is some intentional things you can do. Yeah, for sure. Sure, I love it. Oh. This conversation's gone in so many extra directions than I even expected. And I love when that happens, <laughs> good, good. you know, and um, we were talking before, like, like my, my agenda is, you know, like serve the guest and serve the audience. And, and that part's, both of those things are usually very easy for me, but I never have an expectation of where the conversation has to go. Right. So I love when, cause like you were saying certain things that you're, you're just saying it conversationally. And I'm like, wow, I, I hope people go back and listen and kind of put on their entrepreneur hat because he wasn't saying it's a business lesson, but it is a business lesson. Yeah. Like certain things that you're putting through there. So I'm, I'm loving this. Um, I don't want to keep you guys much longer. I want to, I've, it's funny. I'm tr- I try one thing I'm having tr- trouble with is I would love for my podcast to be like 20 or 25 minutes because okay. I, from a watchability or, or listener standpoint, I'd love it to be where someone can listen during their workout and fit it in. Uh-huh. And instead I find myself going in these directions of like, well, no, the conversation keeps going and I don't want to artificially cut it short. So yeah. I have, it's, it's such a, a weird, interesting challenge, but I am trying to keep them under an hour. Good, um, but bef- good luck. Yeah. Good luck with that. And I totally understand your intention with that, but um, that's going to be tough for you because you are very, yes. like I've said, I've, I've said it a handful of times, but you're very conversational and you're very good at leading it. So, I mean, <sighs> I support you, but I think <laughs> it's going to be tough, bro. <laughs> you're good. You're it's good. like, I, I just, I got to go up against Joe Rogan now. That's the whole thing. <laughs> I'm shooting too low, <laughs> but I'll, I'll take the compliment. Um, but I did, um, in trying to wrap it up or try to like close this out sure. in, in a good direction here, I want to make sure to ask one or both of you and 
you know, Jen, I know you're, you kind of like lay back a little bit, please feel free to, if you have thoughts on this, but I want to ask one or both of you, just like based on your life experience, if there was a certain like key piece of advice that you would have loved to give a younger version of yourself to kind of just help them get wherever you are that much faster or take advantage of other situations, like what's the advice that you wish you could give that younger version? Go ahead. That's a lot of advice that I would give <laughs> myself. <laughs> you want to um, think on it while I answer? Well, no, I think something that's really changed me over the last 10 years of our journey is just um, the things in life aren't in, as important as your happiness. They don't bring happiness like you hope that they do. Spending money, earning money is who you surround yourself with. Yeah. And the memories that you make. Yeah. Mm. I like it. That's really good. I'd have to say, um, yeah, younger Matt, um, listen to yourself and pursue happiness. And when I say uh, the happiness piece, I think we've, we've definitely hit on enough. But when I say listen to yourself, I think that mentors can be great. But I think that people put a lot of stock in mentors when they shouldn't. Uh, and I, myself included, I've done that. But, I, you know, a mentor is simply someone that is telling you what they've experienced and what they've done and what has worked for them. And I always try to stress that when I'm talking to a client or somebody that messaged me on, on an Instagram or whatever. I always stress that this is what's worked for me. It doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And I think we get caught up in this. I'm going to listen to this person because they're this successful in this thing. That doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And we're persuaded by the people that are around us a lot. So younger Matt or younger whoever you are, listen to yourself and go after that happiness piece. Pull that happiness to you. Wow. I, there is so much insight in that answer. And like I couldn't even begin to articulate, but I, I think like just to kind of speak to that about mentors – like, I think you're right. Like there's, there's a value, but also like, not only is there the the danger that you're not on the exact journey, so you can't necessarily count on the same steps, but it's also a thing where, um, and what I'm about to say is going to sound a little controversial because I believe there is a value in mentors. Sure. I believe in finding the right mentors sure. at the right time, but I also believe that there comes a point, at least different stages in your life where you have to toss a mentor aside just from the standpoint of stepping into your power and who you are and kind of staking claim of like, no, listen, I've got this. And even if I don't, I need to make a couple of mistakes on my own without that, that filter. Like there has to come a point where as an entrepreneur, as a man, as a woman, as an adult, as a human being, as whatever, that you just got to step into something more and just like make that statement to yourself, communicating that even just to your subconscious mind that I am enough I am more than enough and it's time. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to find another mentor in another situation in sure. the future. But even when I do, there's going to be a time and place to let that go aside and step back in all over again. Without a doubt. You know, I'm, you know, I mean, we learn from history. I'm not saying don't try to learn, but how many friggin' lessons do you need from somebody else before you start doing shit? Like yes. get up and go. And I feel like it can become a crutch. A lot of people lean on it and use it as a crutch. And I say that from experience myself trying to figure out, well, I need to get this certification and I need to do this and I need to, like, I need to hire a business coach and I need to, to screw that, start and stumble through it. And then one day you'll look back and be like, damn, I'm glad I did it that way because it means even more than just hearing it from somebody's mouth. Yes. I yep. love it. 
And it's way more valuable to read one or two books and implement them oh than my. read 20 of the same book. You are so right. So listen, everybody listen to your book, but you know, read it a handful of times. I've heard a lot of people be like, I read 52 books a year. That's what all the top entrepreneurs do. Well, like, what did you really absorb from it? Like, have you ever read a book four times and really absorbed it? That's, mm-hmm. that's badass. That's even better. I think. I love it. Love that perspective. Jenna, you look like you're about to add on something to that. Oh, I've just gotten lost in your conversation. I ran oh, my mouth. Cool. As, I, I do. As I, I have a chronic problem with that. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> you make good points. Oh, I'm supposed to be thinking of something to say. <laughs> well, no. So for, for those that not seeing the video of this, I am um, quietly and counterintuitively trying to read your body language because I want to make sure not to exclude you because you are you're you're just like just chill and laid back. I'm like, oh, let's make sure we don't like ignore Jenna out of the mix on this whole thing. So I appreciate that. If I, if I caught like a, a subtle tick in your, in your body posture, like, Oh, she's got something to add. Let's ask her. <laughs> perceptive of you. Very perceptive. <laughs> cool. Well, last question I have for you guys, I will make sure to fit in. Like, uh, thank you. Like such an interesting conversation. If people want to find out more about you, whether it's via YouTube or the podcast or like, what are the best, what's the best place or places people should look to learn more about you and connect. You know what? Because you haven't talked much, I'm going to let you do this. I'm going to let you plug it. Oh, well, that's going to be a fail. <laughs> <laughs> so our main YouTube channel is Matt Lane Fitness. Um, our podcast um, is called the the BTYE Podcast, and it can be found on pretty much every podcast platform. We also have a YouTube channel of a vi- video version of our podcast, and it's the same, the BTYE Podcast on YouTube. Sweet. Yeah. And for those that find this on shatterthemoldpodcast.com, on the interview page where I put you guys, I'll add those links to make them easily clickable for people as well. Well, we thank you greatly, good sir. Um, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're mentioning this or not, but uh, we're excited to have you on our show. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be really interesting. I am, I am pumped. Um, and actually, this the, another interesting thing because people are hearing these recordings when they hear them. Um, I'm not sure your turnaround time. I'm gonna try to get you guys out quick, but it'll be interesting to hear when they hear this versus versus the other one. But yeah, ours like we're recording this on a Saturday, and we're gonna be doing ours in 24 hours time, which I'm very very excited for. Then yours will come out on Tuesday. Ooh, all right. You yep. just dropped the gauntlet, man. I'm gonna make sure yours comes out very soon. In that case, <laughs> I love it. Um. And with that said, just, you know, while we're still recording here and while everyone's still listening to this, I want to say thank you both so much for being on the show and for really sharing your insight, you know, just for being you. And I think a lot of times we don't, a lot of us aren't self-aware on that level, but I, I just wish I could articulate like you guys dropped some real value bombs here. And I really do hope, as I often say with people listening to the show, that people will listen back to this. Um, you know, putting on their life hat or their entrepreneur hat and try to hear some of the advice that came through because it was solid gold. And I think when people implement and act on a lot of what they heard, it's going to make things a lot better for them. You might say they might be better than yesterday every day or something along those lines. (laughs) Well, again, uh, not to, not to pump you up too much, but uh, when you have the ability to pull a good conversation out of someone and lead it well, I mean, you made it easy. You made it easy. So thank you for taking the time and, you know, uh, introducing us to your, your audience. And I, I just, I, we're grateful to, to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again to uh, Matt and Jenna Lane. That was 
such a wonderful, awesome, insightful interview. I really appreciate it. Uh, for those that are here for the first time, I uh, really hope you enjoyed that episode. And I'd like to invite you to pull out your phone, hit that subscribe button. And uh, while you're at it, leave a quick, honest written review of the show. Let me know what you think about this episode and any other ones. And of course, any kind of feedback, any kind of guests or content that you hope I would cover in the future. I'm always receptive. I'm always happy to hear from you. And I'm always looking forward to seeing where we can go next. With that said, that's all I've got for you today. So have an awesome day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.